How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The Sunday night get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack, hanging with you. We're live in the Rockin' Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit a budget and your family? Rocket can. All right, uh, we bring in one of the best. I've only been doing interviews with this guy for 30-some-odd years. Uh, he's been one of my favorite NFL insiders. He's doing it these days for ProFootballGuru.com. Russell Baxter hops aboard with me on CBS Sports Radio. Russell, it's been a minute. How you been? I'm okay. Um, you know, we had uh, you know quite the amazing NFL postseason once we got past the first round. Every game from the divisional round on was decided by exactly three points, except for that, you know, that dog Buffalo, Kansas city game, which was decided by six points, you know, a real blowout and all that. Um, and then of course we've had quite the off season, um, you know, wide receivers going deep, you know, green, uh, Devonte Adams ran all the way to Las Vegas. Uh, Tyree kill ran South to Miami. <laughs> I mean, take your pick. I mean, we saw the, the influx of wide receivers, in the first round of the draft, Jody, uh, first time ever that in the common draft, which we go back to 1967, right. that at least five wide receivers went in the draft in the first round three consecutive years. That should tell you a little about the trend that's going on. Obviously, some pretty good ones. There's uh, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and who knows what this class brings us. Got to be able to pass the football in the NFL these days. That is 100% for sure. All right, you set me up nicely, but now I want to go in a couple different directions. So we'll get back okay. to the draft. NFL postseason you brought up. Because of what happened between Kansas City and Buffalo, and oh my God, Josh Allen didn't get a chance to touch the football, the NFL has decided to change their overtime rules, whereby now each team is getting at least one possession. I thought it was almost laughable that they decided to do it because of that game. Yet the next week, Kansas City gets the kickoff again. Patrick Mahomes gets stopped, and Cincinnati wins the game because their defense did the job. I'm not a big fan of the decision to change the overtime rules. I didn't think it was necessary, but they did it. What was your thoughts? I wasn't crazy about it when they changed it when Brett Favre didn't get the ball. I mean, let, let's go back to what that was. Remember, they changed it after the 2009 NFC Championship game because Brett Favre never got the ball when he was with the Vikings against the Saints. Of course, Brett Favre did have the ball in regulation and threw it to the Saints right. late in the game, which is why we wound up in overtime as well. But I'm with you. I'm not much for this concept. What's wrong with sudden death? There was nothing wrong with sudden death. I mean, this league didn't even have regular season overtime until 1974. Um, the most famous or what is often referred to as a quote-unquote greatest game ever played 
was because it went into overtime and it was sudden death. It's a PA title game between the Giants and the Colts. So on. So no, I, you know, what's going to be the next thing? I, I, you know, it, it'll be something else. But there's there's too much tweaking going on with stuff these days. It, it, you know, a set of complaints, and the NFL has always been big on this. You know, I, I call them the two gap and the two cap league, Jody. They read and react. So once everybody started complaining about. Uh, you know, the Bills not getting the opportunity and so on. And, you know, ironically enough, didn't we hear something similar from the Chiefs against New England yeah, in the previously. AFC Championship yep. game in 2018? So, you know, what are you going to do? You have to play some defense. What's wrong with playing defense? Um, I know this is people get all caught up in this being an offensive league, but I need to break it to some people. You're not winning anything in this league without playing defense. Okay, I mean, what would be more satisfying than letting the other team have the ball on a pick six the other way? Ask Al Harris that question again against Matt Hasselbeck, Green Bay and Seattle in the playoffs. And one of the great uh, oxymorons. Oh, yeah. Uh, defense is not needed. Oh, but the first five players in the draft were all defensive players. So while they fool around with the rules, smart teams actually acknowledge, yeah, you got to play offense and defense if you want to eventually win right. a championship in the Super Bowl. By the way, Jody, first time since 1991 that happened. First really? Five players that, in 1991, it was the first six. Okay? Um, Russell Maryland was the first overall pick that year, and so I think Eric Turner was in that class. Eric Swan, remember the, the sure. guy who didn't play? He'd go to Cobb, the Bay State Titans. So I think he was the sixth overall pick. But, yeah, you have to go back 30-something years um, so. to see something that we saw. And, again, I like to remind people of this. You know, for a league where it's there's no defense, two of the last four Super Bowls have featured a team that lost and didn't score a touchdown in the game. Now, why is that significant? Because in the first 52 Super Bowls, it only happened once. So it's happened, it happened twice in four years. So, And, by the way, <laughs> Don't need an offensive line, I guess. Joe Burrow, 70 sacks. Yeah. Who spent more time in the Bengals' backfield in Super Bowl 56? A, Joe Burrow, B, Von Miller, or C, Aaron Donald? Aaron Donald, yeah. Uh, and the Bengals did somewhat uh, admit that they needed up their, their yeah. offensive line with their free agent signings and their draft. All right, uh, before we get to the draft, though, one more draft overall-related question. Reports that the NFL would – at least consider a draft lottery. No. I'm a guy who abhors tanking in any sport, and we've seen it uh, galore in the NBA, uh, not so much in either the NHL or the N uh, MLB because players don't come immediately from college into uh, the, the professional ranks or the major league ranks. They go minor league first. It can happen in the NFL. I don't think that it's happened to any egregious degree. Why are they considering it now? There wasn't a team that was like an embarrassment. 0-16, really didn't try, played all their backup players. Nobody embarrassed the NFL at the tail end of a season trying to improve their draft status. Why is Roger Goodell even considering this? This is a guess on my part, that, but this might have something to do with the Brian Flory situation. Um, and what he accused the Dolphins of doing when he was there. Now, we also heard similar accusations, what, from Hugh Jackson regarding the Browns, but he backed off of those as far as I know. But I think that, you know, 
when Roger Goodell says something like that, it was probably in response to a question. So I'd be sure. curious to hear what the question was and if it did have something to do with the Miami situation, which, you know, there's a lot of tentacles there. I mean, you know, for all the stuff that Brian Flores had to say, the accusation on the owner to me was the most damning. And yet that's probably gotten the least publicity as of now. Right. And if it were me, I wouldn't want to point to it by going, you know, maybe we should go to a draft lottery. Then you're right. basically pointing out the fact that there could be tanking going on. Right. And maybe what was, Brian Flores said was not all that far out of bounds. Right. Which leads me to believe that someone asked that question. Okay. Because, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, this is probably the first time that Roger Goodell has faced a lot of press probably since the Super Bowl when certainly sure. after the allegation was made. And I got no problem someone answering the question. Right. I just thought that there was an ill-advised answer by Roger Goodman. Right. No, I got our, buddy, our buddy Russell Baxter here with us talking about You know what he should have said, Jody? You know what he should have said? What? And, and not answer the question. He should have said no tanks. No tanks. Very good. I like it. Russell back to you with us on CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> All right. Uh, you and I spent too many in NFL draft together. Uh, you're working at ESPN. My first at ESPN and then uh, doing radio in New York. Um, do you go all the way back to the Marriott Marquis? Did you start before me? Because yes. I started at the Fell Forum. You go back to the Marriott? My first draft was pre-ESPN. My first draft was 1988 at the Marriott Marquis. Okay. Andre Bruce was the first overall pick. Um, I was also there for uh, 1989 when Tori Aitman was the first overall pick. I missed 1990, and then my first year doing stuff with ESPN was 1991. Here we go with 1991 again. And I wound up doing the 20 straight drafts with them. So I did the Marriott Marquis, um, and then I did uh, the Paramount Theater. And then one year it was the Jacob Javits Center because of the, what, the Cablevision dispute. Right. Um, which was the year that Aaron Rodgers, that was 2005, that Aaron Rodgers slid. And then, of course, it went to Radio City Music Hall. So, yeah, I go back to the Marriott Marquis, um, which I thought was very, very cool. Um, that, at that time, it was like three, 400 fans were allowed to be in and so on. And, um, you know, I would, be, I would work the side set and Howie Schwab would work the main set. And um, it was terrific. I mean, I really good memories and so on. But, yeah, definitely the Marriott Marquis. Yeah, and uh, I used to call it the Felt Forum, not the Paramount Theater, which they renamed it after a while. But I did many at the Felt Forum with you guys. It has become such a production and out there in Vegas. And, oh, by the way, I don't know if you picked up on this. I said this yesterday on the show. The NFL, if they hear about this, is not going to like me a little bit. Uh, They start at 9 o'clock Vegas time. So the first pick is being put up there, and they go to an over-the-head shot, wide shot of the fact that the entire place is empty. There's nobody there. They packed it for two straight days with thousands of people just lined up, one on top of the other. Well, it's 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning in Vegas. Who the hell is up? The only people who are up are those that have been up all night. So they give you right. a wide shot, and nobody was there, which didn't look good. But uh, as always, uh, just a tremendous overall production and a lot of fun. And I think a they lot- said, Jody, they, they, they 150,000 people at the I – mean, listen, ever since they moved to that New York, um, you know, and, 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 and in a way, I think they were forced to because of the Radio City Music Hall contract and all that stuff. They, you know, it was a big hit in Chicago, a big hit in Philly, Nashville, yep. um, Vegas Dallas. now, uh, Dallas. I mean, it's it, it just the appetite for the NFL is, is just amazing. Next year is 
it's either Cleveland or Kansas City, and then the next year after that is Cleveland or Kansas City. I know I'm getting mixed up, but um, it's become – they manage you – know, it's funny. You remember in Super Bowl twenty five they first introduced the NFL experience, okay, because it was the 25th anniversary of the Super Bowl. That's what this has become, a combination draft NFL experience. Exactly, and they're drawing a lot of people to see it, so you're right. Their profile just continues to get bigger, as does those of wide receivers, something you mentioned when we first started talking. The best, a group of the best wide receivers relocating, basically writing their own ticket, getting a contract extension, and then having a hand in on where they're actually going to be traded, not go as free agents. We understand how free agency works. You do your time. You get to pick or choose wherever you want to go as long as you come to a contract extension. No, getting a contract extension done and dictating terms while you're already under contract, how did the empowerment of the wide receivers come about in the NFL? Well, empowerment of the players in general. I mean, you know, Russell Wilson wanted out, and, you know, I don't know if Denver was on his list, but that's where he wound up. He didn't seem like he's very upset about it and so on. So I think it's empowerment in players in general. And the fascinating thing about the wide receiver thing is watching the two kind of groups of wide receivers and the second group kind of reacting to Christian Kirk's mega contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars, the former Arizona Cardinal. And I say it this way for this reason. Devontae Adams is an eight-year pro. Right? Tyree Kill was a six-year pro. Their situations are different opposed to what we just saw with A.J. Brown. That was almost the Tennessee Titans waiting and, and kind of nipping that in the bud when he became a free agent after this season. That's the same thing with Debo Samuel. He's only played three years. And he's still on his rookie contract. So the eight-year veteran and the six-year veteran, I understand all that because they were going to get mega money. Okay? Um, but I give it, by the way, I give a lot of credit to the Eagles being able to pull that off because that kind of just came out of nowhere. They got the run stuffing defensive tackle and they wind up getting a huge upgrade to the wide receiver tour. But again, I think it's more player empowerment. I mean, we're, we've seen what's going on with down with Tom Brady who retired and then unretired and, um, and, and, you know, the talk about what happened, you know, the story about the Miami Dolphins and Sean Payton and, uh, you know, whatever you want to believe about Bruce Arians and so on and Todd Bowles and so on. So, again, I think it's more player empowerment than it is necessarily wide receiver power. But what it, what it does show you, Jody, is it's not limited to quarterbacks. That's true. First time, I think, at least my estimation, it steps out beyond the quarterbacks. Right. And rightfully so, uh, the, the wide receivers who are the ones who are going to make the quarterbacks worth the money that they're getting are also getting paid and good for them. All right. Here's a question. I'm not sure I have the answer to. It's just an opinion. Give me yours. Is Baker Mayfield one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the National Football League? And if he is, should he be a starting quarterback somewhere? I know other things, finances, uh, some people may or may not like the persona that he brings with him, and that does factor in, but I'm just looking at talent. Is he one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the NFL? I think he is. I think he brings a lot to the table. But I look at the circumstance of what's going on with the Browns. Um, since they got back in the league, okay, who uh, I believe if – Jacoby Brissett or Deshaun Watson starts, regardless of who it is in week one. I believe that's the Browns' 33rd different starting quarterback since 1999. 
And they, it might be 33 and 34. They both start. So I look at Baker Mayfield, who went through this numerous head coaches. Again, the Browns have had 12 of them since 1999. Numerous offensive coordinators. And last three was hurt. Okay, and I'm not making excuses for him. And depending on who you talk to is, well, you know, how did he go out there and so on? Who's making the call, Jody? If he's really, really hurt, who's making the call that he's starting? Okay, I, I can't believe Baker is going to Kevin Stefanski and saying, I'm starting and you, you don't have to like it. So I think there, there's some inner working things here where he kind of fell out of favor uh, with management. And remember, this management did not draft him. Right. Okay. So, and we see that a lot. So you combine all those factors, but I look at him in terms of, of accuracy. I, I, I have a tough time putting last year on him because of the shoulder injury, the rotator cuff, whatever it is and so on. Okay. But, you know, I think more than anything else, the reason him and Jimmy Garoppolo are sitting out there is because they're both coming off injury riddle season. I mean, Baker was a reliable starter until he got hurt. But yes, I do believe he's one of the 32 best 32 starting quarterbacks out there. I don't know where he's going to wind up, but I think we're going to see a lot of that this week. Um, I think we're going to see that second wave of free agency. Now that him and Garoppolo are not free agents, so it would require a trade unless the Browns cut him loose. And I don't think they're going to do that and so on, but, um, and maybe he goes for a lower round pick. Who knows? But, uh, you know, you, you look at it, – it, it, it's funny. The first and second – think about this. Baker Mayfield was the first overall pick in 2018, okay? Um, the first and second overall picks in 2015 have bounced around the league, and that's Jameis Winston, who's on his second team, and Marcus Mariota's on his third team, right. okay? Marcus, so just because you get picked in the first round, and obviously a player doesn't pick himself – doesn't guarantee anything, regardless of the position and so on. But to answer your question, I think he is. I think he brings okay. a little moxie to the table. And I think he'll wind up somewhere where, and I think he'll wind up surprising people. And, uh, you know, there was talk that, if, you know, he gets cut loose, the Steelers will pick him up. I don't think that's happening now because of what happened with them when drafting two quarterbacks and so on. Seattle makes sense. Um Carolina could still make sense, although they drafted Matt Coral. Um, the Seahawks probably make the most sense. Um, he can run around a little. He's not Russell Wilson, okay? But uh, I think he resurfaces in this league sooner than later, and, and uh, it'll be interesting where he winds up. Uh, and regardless of where he winds up, Jody, he once again will play for a new head coach and a new offensive coordinator. It is. Uh, for me, I think it's Seahawks or bust, and I, yeah. I'm with you. I, I think there's a good chance we'll see something within the week. All right, last question. Um, Pittsburgh just had their draft. They got their new mm -hmm. quarterback, Kenny Pickett, uh, but they also now need a new general manager because Kevin Colbert stuck around, said he wanted to retire. He'd stay through the draft, felt obligated. The Steelers, when I say the Steelers, I mean ownership, wanted him to do just that. Is that a good gig? For whoever's going to be named his replacement in Pittsburgh, talent-wise, working with Tomlin, not your team, you're inheriting someone else's team, and you're going to have to live with it an entire year. Is that a good gig or a bad gig? I think it's a good gig. 
And I think it would be even a better gig. And I don't know names or anything that, like that if they did promote within. And I'll give you the best example. That's the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Remember, Ozzie Newsom's final draft was 2018. He did the draft even though he was retiring. Okay. Eric DaCosta was in the front office. He's now taken over and so on. And you'll remember what Ozzie did, his final draft. He wheeled and dealed, and he wound up with 12 players um, and moved up into the first round in a trade with the defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles and grabbed Lamar Jackson. So, yeah, if you can uh, uh, if you can pass it along to someone else, and that might be exactly what Pittsburgh is looking to do, I do see the upside for it. Uh, right. But I've heard some pretty good whispers. The- but, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but, but here's, the, here's the thing about having someone jump in. There's so much, and you know this, there's so much legwork that goes on during the season and the three months leading up to the draft after the season is over to have someone just jump in there and take over the rings and pick the players, okay? So, listen, that's, that's a pretty good organization. The Steelers have won more games than any team since the merger, um, the list of accolades, I don't have to tell you, they've had three head coaches since 1969. Right. They're the model of stability and so on. I, I will say, I'm, you know, it's even though it's the Roonies, this is not Art Rooney and it's not Dan Rooney. So that's always it plays into it. People are different. People have different personalities and so on. Um, and, and as good as Mike Tomlin's been in the non-losing thing for what that's worth, they failed in the playoffs miserably. Uh, and in fact, been blown out of the playoffs a lot of games and so on. So they're up and down, but it was time for an overhaul. Uh, I like the picket pick. Uh, they obviously see him more than, listen, they probably saw him as much as they saw Ben Roethlisberger the last four years. <laughs> he's right there with him and so on. I, I, I like the Trubisky edition because he's on a two year deal um, and he's developed a little. Remember when Trubisky came into the league, he was the second overall pick. And he had barely played quarterback at North Carolina. Some people forget he only made 12 starts yeah. with the Tar Heels. So the you know the Bears moved up to get a developmental prospect, which I never understood why Ryan Pace did that. And meanwhile, later draft some guy named Mahomes, some guy named Watson, yada, yada, yada. So, um, yeah, I think it benefits the Steelers if they do promote within. Um, but uh, it, it, listen – They've done things a little different this year. They had money to spend in free agencies. They brought in uh, Brian Flores as an assistant coach and so on. They they kind of broke the mold of what they've been doing the last 15, 20 years. Maybe they'll do that again. All right. I'm telling you, it won't be a guy who's presently a Steeler employee, but a former Steeler employee and a Pittsburgh guy by the name of Andy Weidel, who is the Eagles uh, vice president of uh, player personnel. Um, right. And has been doing good work for the Eagles the last couple of years. I got a source told me he is the leader in the clubhouse. Wouldn't be surprised if that happens this week. If you hear it, remember, you heard it here first. There you uh, go. Russell, always a pleasure, buddy. Good catching up with you. You the man. Thanks for hopping on with me. I'll talk to you from Canton. It'll be here before you know it. There you go. Russell Baxter from ProFootballGuru.com here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right, Jody Mack coming back, getting back on the phones. I appreciate Russell jumping on board. Now I need you to do the same. 855-212-4227. Jody Mack here with you on a Sunday get-together on CBS Sports Radio.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.